What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Inside the Feed, where we interview and deep dive into some of the influencers, hustlers, and creators from the content we consume. In this episode, we sit down with Paul Neff, who is an explosive advertising tyrant. This episode was really fun. We kept it raw and authentic. We go into detail about his experiences and how to sell, how to nail your focus, and find out what you're good at through small actions every day. I hope you guys enjoy. Thank you. who doesn't know who you are tell me you know tell us a little about yourself you know what you do who you are all that good stuff yeah man so uh my name is paul neff uh i live in new york i'm 27 years old and basically always been a huge computer nerd my entire life um you know started from the age of like like seven or eight years old just like so obsessed with like technology and like what it could do um you know kind of fast forward like me you know in high school i was like making websites uh, for like local businesses right so like i didn't i had no idea what the fuck i was doing at that point so i was charging like you know 500 bucks 300 bucks just like little shit just to like get my foot in the door um and obviously i mean there's levels to everything so i started off super small and then as you know as i was like leaving college i got like pretty pretty good with like the web development thing so um <clears throat> kind of long story short i started an agency uh pretty much doing every single online creative thing you can think of so like logos graphic design um, you know, advertising, video, like photography, like pretty much the whole nine yards. And I was, there was just like one day, dude, I was just so, uh, I mean, this was probably, I was probably like 21, 22 years old this, at this point, like fresh out of college. And I, like, I had a lot of client work at that point. Um, and dude, I would, dude, I, I was just so overwhelmed with like all the different projects I had going on between like photo, video, design, SEO, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I just pretty much one day I was like, fuck this. Like, let me just focus on one thing. Cause like, like each different service I offered felt like a, like its own, you know, each thing had its own different like standard operating procedures. So I was just like all over the place. I had like contract, like remote contractors that would work with me on like Upwork or whatever. So, um, yeah, long story short, I got like super fed up with that. I'm like, screw it. Let me just focus on one thing. Um, which was, which was like ads. Right. So I was like, essentially, you know, full fledged like advertising agency at that point, like, you know, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Google, um, you know, whatever. Right. So <clears throat> that actually like took off very quickly. Um, you know, cause I mean, there's like a lot of advertising agencies where like, you know, typically they'll charge a client X number of dollars per month plus ad spend. Right. So, you know, some of these like advertising agencies, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll brag about like, oh yeah, I got my, you know, my client a 1.5 X return on investment, um, you know, 1.7 X return on investment. And like, that was never like too impressive to me. And I don't know, just between like trial and error and like learning from a bunch of people and like obviously testing, you know, testing shit on my own. Um, one of my campaigns did like 4,800 X return on investment. And I was like, holy shit, like this is like printing fucking money. So wow. yeah. And then, Crazy. Dude, I, yeah, I pretty much just use that as a benchmark and like, I would kind of ostracize like other agencies. I would just be like, yeah, I mean, a lot of people like suck shit at this and here's my results. Like, do you want to become a client? I'll refund you, you know, if I can't get your results. And it was pretty much like a, like the, it was a no lose scenario. And I just made a shit ton of money, like real quick, just the way I positioned it and like how confident I was in my service. Um, I started reaching out to everybody. Right. So like, I, I mean, I would do a mixture of like paid and organic traffic. So like I would run Facebook ads, like a case study funnel. 
and kind of show people the before and after of like what I could do for them. That worked like real like really well. And then I would obviously do like cold outreach. So like sending people emails <clears throat> that I thought would be like a good fit in my local market. I'd just be like, Hey, blah, blah, blah. I'd just give them my whole shtick. Like my name's Paul Neff. Um, you know, I own an advertising agency, blah, blah, blah. If you want to become a client, like let's hop on a call, um, on like a discovery call. And I, dude, I, at first I was like horrible at sales calls too. Um, and then like, as of, re- I mean, as of, I mean, I want to say like probably by the age of like 24, 25, I just became an assassin on the phone. I don't know what it was. I'm not <laughs> sure if it was like a confidence thing or just like, you know, I got all the bullshit out of the way. So I got really good at it, but I, dude, I started closing like nine out of 10 meetings. Um, wow. And you can imagine, right, I'm having two of these, you know, 10 of these sales calls a week, you know, charging these people like two grand per month plus ad spend. So, dude, the shit just like exploded after that. Popped so, off, yeah. Yeah. So that's where I'm at now. So I, so basically, so full time right now, uh, run the agency with uh, three full time contractors. I do uh, real estate investing on the side and then do some stocks as well. And I'm not too, I'm not too big on stocks right now just because of like everything that's going on in the world. It just seems so unpredictable, but um i mean my main focus i think is always going to be like the agency shit just because i love like creating something out of nothing (laughs) and like scaling businesses and then like the real estate stuff i'm like super obsessed with um and then if if i'm not doing those two things it's either stocks or like cryptocurrency so those are pretty much like my four main vehicles right now cool yeah that's uh that's that's very that dude that's super dope you know like you said when you got out of high school or college you were taking on so much and it was hard to balance, you know, wh- how were you able to, you know, it seemed like you scaled down to almost scale up and really hone in on a focus. Like, yeah, for sure. How, how were you able to do that? You know, what do those conversations look like in your head? Yeah. I mean, so dude, it was a, fu- it was like weird, bro. I, I couldn't even, I, if like the best way to explain it is like basically, um, you know, at one point I was like offering all these different services. Right. And then basically I told myself, I'm like, my, I need to, I need to focus very heavily on systems and processes so I can, you know, remove myself from the, you know, remove myself from the equation as much as possible. Right. Because I forgot like what book, I mean, so I've been reading a book a week, probably since I was like 15 or whatever, just be, you know, finance, real estate, like whatever, marketing, psychology, like shit like that. But there was one book I read and I think the quote, like it stuck out to me for some reason. It was like, you need to work on your business, not in your business meaning like you can't be a slave to like, you know, your, your time essentially. So I was like, fuck, I pretty much just like told myself, I'm like, fuck this. I'm like, this is completely correct. At least in my experience and in my, in, you know, in my opinion. So, um, I pretty much just told all my clients, I'm like, listen, you know, kind of moving forward. And like, there's, I mean, like I'll still kind of offer those services if it's like, you know, super close friends and family and they kind of need me to help them out. Like I'll do this shit for super cheap. Um, you know, and just kind of set them up and kind of give them the, you know, a really good online presence between like the website and the marketing and shit like that. But as far as like new clients goes, I pretty much, you know, they would even ask me and it was so tempting because they would ask me like, oh yeah, you do website development. I could, I could have easily been like, yeah, I charge, you know, 4.5K to 10K, you know, for like a basic WordPress website with like custom, you know, like custom whatever HTML. So, um, Dude, it, it was like very tough to be like, no, I, I don't do website development anymore. I literally only do ads and sales funnels. So it was like a weird, yeah, dude, it was just, it was like a, it was a little bit of like a transition phase and like super tempting to be like, oh, like, you know, I can close this deal real quick for like four grand, but dude, it was just like, it wasn't even worth it. Yeah. I mean, so you seem like you're closing these deals and you're very confident, which I'll come back to later, but like, were you the first one, like, it seems like you were, you know, popping off and you keep continuing to pop off. Like, 
are you are you the first person to offer this type of service like what is your like secret sauce like it seems like these people and you're able to like close them like do you know why do why do you think that's the case yeah so i mean dude i mean as far as like like agency shit goes like i'm definitely not the first person to uh offer any service like this like dude it's i mean people said like people hear the word agency and it sounds so sexy you're like oh like you're a marketing agency you're working with like big ass clients it's literally a service-based business people pay me x and, and if i don't make them y i'm probably gonna get fired very quickly so um yeah dude i mean i i think the kind of the, my secret sauce at least is like there's so i mean dude there's so many like marketing agencies but like Dude, I mean, if you talk to like 99 out of 100 business owners, like no offense, like all these people have no idea what the fuck they're talking about most of the time. I mean, dude, there's definitely like some assassins out there because I mean, I learned like Facebook, Instagram ads and the whole consulting thing from uh, this guy called Sam Ovens, right? So this dude was making like 30 million a year. Um, he owns consulting.com, which is like, this huge online uh, community. So um, I mean, between him, this, I, I, so I, I learned from like very specific people. So like Russell Brun, and I never learned from somebody that wasn't in a position I didn't want to be in. So like dudes mm. like Sam ovens, um, this guy, this kid, Amon, Amon Gadji, he owns a uh, grow your agency.com. I learned a ton of shit from him. He's fucking solid. Um, who else? Yeah. Like Russell Brunson, the owner of like clickfunnels.com. I consumed all of his content. Um, this dude, Alex Hermosi, who owns like gym launch.com. Like I, I pretty much took, um, you know, I just found the best people in the field and I just pretty much like, like took nuggets of wisdom from each person and kind of made my own style from it. Um, you know, cause I don't, I don't think I'm the best at any particular, you know, skill or, you know, whatever you want to call it, but like as a combination, you know, I can, I can get shit done very quickly. You know what I mean? Just from like my kind of my combined skill sets. Um, so, I mean, yeah, to answer your question, like, I mean, between just me, you know, really going right to the top, seeing who's the best and like, you know, re reverse engineering what they did to get there. Um, and then just adding my own spin on it. And then, um, you know, that and like studying psychology is incredibly important. Right. So like if I'm, <clears throat> and sorry, I'm kind of ranting a little bit, but like if I'm in a, no, I love it. I love it. Keep going, please. <laughs> yeah. So if I'm in like a sales call, right. Like a lot of people, you know, they go into sales, right. And they're like, Oh yeah, buy my shit. Like th that's the, that's like what the, what's been taught. It's like, like no fuckhead. Like, listen, you literally have to treat these people as if you're a doctor, right. You have to take their current situation. They have to tell you what's wrong with their business. Right. And then you have to see if you can offer them a solution. Right. So like, right. for instance, if you go to a doctor's office and the guy's like, oh, yeah, take a amoxicillin for your for your, you know, so, like for your infection. You're like, wait, dude, I didn't even tell you what's wrong with me yet. Like, what the fuck? They would literally get sued for malpractice. And that's mm -hmm. that's the same thing with sales. Do people go into a sales call? They're like, oh, yeah, uh, just just buy my shit. It's like, dude, what the fuck? Like, you literally have to ask them questions, figure out where the pain point is. I mean, because the key to sales, right, is like you have your, the, the client's current situation and then their desired situation, which nine times out of 10 is just going to be making more money. And then you have to sell them the, the, your product or service as the bridge between those two realities. And that's literally it. If you frame it as like, I genuinely give a fuck about your business. I want to help you. Um, you know, this is what I can offer you. And, you know, with ads, it's very black and white, right? It's like you put money in, you know, you spend X number of dollars and you get that money out at the end of the month. And if it doesn't work, yeah. you test and iterate and then, you know, you just keep it moving. But it's, it's, it's so simple when to, you know, break it down to like the fundamentals of like, can I help you? If not, I'm not going to sell you anything. Yeah. I mean, I want to touch on that. So you say you seem almost like, you know, exactly how to, uh, you know, carry a room and get your point across very strongly. So what are some of the, 
you know, the biggest mistakes you see people or maybe mistakes that you made from when you're trying to pitch your service or when you're in this sales meeting? Yeah. I mean, so dude, my style, if you, I mean, you can kind of probably tell over the, um, you know, just uh, between us talking is like, dude, I just get so many ideas at one single time. And like, it's, <laughs> dude, it's just like, I don't know if my brain is just wired differently or like, what the fuck is the issue? But um, I literally had to train myself to be like, okay, just one thing at a time, be very like almost like a meditative state, right? Like just being so grounded in like what the present reality is of this conversation and, and figuring out like, okay, this is, you know, don't go off. I mean, cause the thing is like, if, you know, you could be the smartest fucking dude in the room, but if you go off on these like tangents and start explaining these like esoteric fucking crazy concepts, you're going to lose everybody you're talking to. So it's almost figuring out, the sophistication level of the prospect you're talking to and trying to get on that level. So they understand, you know, obviously using like language and terms and, um, you know, like, you know, pattern for, you know, uh, uh language patterns that, that, that they're going to use. So they, they resonate with you. So that's very important is not, you know, not trying to flex how fucking smart you are in any particular subject, but literally just like talking to them as, you know, business owner to business owner as like a mutual respect, and in and kind of walking them through the process and explaining it in a very clear and uh in a simple way. Right. It seems like you're almost trying to match their brainwave, you know, like exactly, get, yeah. get on the same same brainwave for sure. So it seems like you you're, you're very confident. Um, you know, was that always the case? No, nah, dude. I mean, to be honest, bro, I used to be I mean, the, I don't know. Like I I feel like I I always knew what I was talking about, but I was always like I want to say like pretty introvert like introverted, like you know, overall, but I mean, dude, I got to the point where like, I don't know. I just realized like life is so short. Like who gives a fuck about anything really? So now I'm just, I'm not sure if you've seen my Instagram stories, but they're literally ridiculous. Like I just say the crazy, <laughs> I just say the craziest shit. Um, I don't know. I just, dude, I just don't even care anymore. And I think that, I think that's kind of like a maturity kind of stoic thing. Like once you kind of get older and realize like none of this shit matters. I mean, it, it does matter, but at the same time, it's like, you know, this little mundane bullshit, like day-to-day like stuff is like, dude, there's, there's no reason to worry about the stuff. So I think as I got older, I got more, I, I don't think more confident, but I got more expressive, I feel like, but the confidence was always there, I think. Yep. So now, I mean, now it's like, I, you know, I used to go into sales calls and try to save people's feelings and like be super nice and like super cute about shit. But now it's like, dude, I just tell people the straight up truth. And it's like, bro, it's super abrasive. Like, you know, the way I talk, but I think a lot of people, you know, a lot of business owners, I think they, uh, they grow to respect it. Cause dude, I just, I just don't care to lie to people like business owners. I'm like, listen, this shit's broken. We need to fix this. This is terrible. This is great. Like I'll just point them to the, you know, my best knowledge and experience to try to get them, you know, across the bridge. Yeah. hundred percent. Like, do you think, were there any experiences or moments or failures in your life that like kind of forced you to be more confident was it you were just grinding on your business and you knew that you were working so hard that made you more confident and like you you kind of just had a mindset shift or was it just you know you had this like one realization yeah was it like a learned skill you know because that's something (laughs) i think is underrated and people you know confidence that like can breed so much and help so many people um you know was that the case for you yeah so i think i think with me particularly is like I was, I mean, like I was telling you, I was, dude, I've been reading a book a week since I was like 14 or 15. Um, you know, I'm 27 now. So like, dude, you can imagine just the compiled knowledge, I, you know, I gained or just, I mean, it's about like a bunch of, it's about a bunch of different random shit. I never read like one topic, but, um, 
you know, I think like there's such a delayed reaction, right? Because I used to be so like money hungry with shit and be like, oh, I want to, you know, pop off and make a lot of money and figure it the fuck out. But like, dude, you literally like, you just have to sit there and be like, okay, you know, I know, you know, you just literally have to literally get better every single day at what you're doing and the shit will fall into your lap. You know what I mean? If you just, I mean, cause I've been like meditating for the longest time, like twice a day for 20 minutes too. Sometimes it's like once a day, but um, you know, sometimes it's not at all. Right. But like, I think the actions you take every single day, you know, don't show up for years. Right. Because like, you know, that's like going to the gym once it's like, okay, nobody cares. But if you go every single day for, you know, four years, three times a week, like shit's going to happen. Um, you know, so I think like with me specifically, like I was always just doing the right actions and then it kind of just kept like, it kind of compounded on itself after a certain time. Um, mm-hmm. and then I, you know, I got pretty good. I mean, cause dude, as far as sales meetings go, like, dude, I don't know what it is about. Like, I, I don't know if I just have incredibly high, like emotional intelligence with like these business owners, but uh, dude, I, I, I'm incredibly confident selling any single person you put me in front of. Yeah. So, so walk me through, like, you know, walk me through like what an experience, like a day in the life of you. So you have like these sales calls, like, what are you like, what you're dialing in? Are you like, what are you thinking? You know, like, are you trying to like read the room? Are you trying to grasp, grasp someone's emotional intelligence? Or are you just ready to like sell? Like, do you let them speak? Like, do you have any advice towards that way? Yeah. So, I mean, dude, my day is pretty structured, right? So like typically, um, you know, out of a, you know, I, I'm, I'm very, cause dude, I actually used to be the opposite. I used to like, like, I used to get like four to six hours of sleep and just be like, Oh, you'll hustle, 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 like work my fucking face off until it's purple. Like, dude, that does not work. Um, mm-hmm. so now I'm just very dude. Health is like my number one priority and business is number two. So like, you know, any given day I'll wake up at like seven to seven thirty. um, you know, go to the gym for an hour, you know, come home, uh, shower, meditate, journal, um, and then I start my work days by like nine o'clock from nine to 12. I'm doing like deep focus work. Um, so my phone is off until like 1 PM. I do not get distracted until like 1 PM. Um, so, you know, that could be like building a sales funnel or building an onboarding funnel for new clients or like hiring people, like whatever. Right. It's just like kind of the more important shit in the morning. Um, and then I'll usually have lunch at like 12 to 1230. And then from like 1230 to, um, you know, seven at night, I'm just fucking working. It's all like, you know, sales calls, team meetings, shit like that. Um, I'll have dinner at like seven o'clock. And then from like 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., I'm typically doing like a skill building exercise, whether that's like, you know, learning, you know, more advanced. Cause I do, I do like photography and videography stuff for fun. Um, I don't really do that stuff for clients anymore just because it's incredibly annoying. Cause like if you send a client like a photo or video, they're going to want like 45 revisions. And by the time, you know, the money versus time works out, it's like, you're getting paid 17 cents an hour. I'm just like, fuck this. Like I can't deal with these revisions. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> yeah. Anyway. So yeah, from like 7 PM to 9 PM, I'll just be like skill building or like learning something, um, you know, kind of business related. And then I'll typically like shower at like nine 30. And then from like 10 PM to 11 PM, I read every single night. Um, and then I'm in bed like 1130. So dude, my day is pretty, it's not really sexy, but, um, you know, it gets it done. Yeah. It works for <laughs> me. Right. And like, I'm at a point now yeah. where like, dude, my parents, you know, retired, they moved down South. So I, I like me and my boy have a crib. Um, and he's kind of, you know, same way, like very, you know, very driven, very, uh, about his shit. So it, it works out well. And then I mean, I def- I'm not man. like a robot though. You know, I definitely get you hammered on Saturday sometimes, but you know it's I, I definitely yeah, you work gotta my have the balance off. you gotta balance 100 yeah. percent. 
So w- what excites you the most about what you do? Yeah, so I actually, at one point, I was thinking about walking away from my agency completely and just focusing on real estate. Um, you know, re- kind of alluding back to what I was saying before with the whole revision thing and like clients kind of being a pain in the ass sometimes. Um, you know, I was just at one point, like I, there was like a little, like a, a phase I was going through at one point. I was just like so fed up with it. Um, but dude, like something about just like building something from nothing is so fucking addicting, like taking an idea and like having somebody pay you for that idea is just like the craziest fucking thing to me. So like, you know, if a client comes to me or, you know, a friend, family member, whatever, right. Or somebody, you know, from through a referral word of mouth, it's like, Oh yeah, I want to start a business. I'm like, okay, what do you like? What's, what, what do you have done currently? What needs to get done? And like, how can I help? You know what I mean? It's just, dude, I love the game of it. It's just like, so I don't know. It's just, it feels like, like dude, building businesses right now feels like, um, it just feels like a video game to me, dude. And I've built like two companies that do over uh 20 million a year in revenue. I mean, I, that wasn't all of me, of course, but like, I kind of, you know, basically took a very good business and amplified the shit out of it with ads. Um, and I've done that three times, like th- over, you know, I mean, I've worked with a bunch of businesses, but my kind of like my all-star successes were like these three companies that are over, you know, all doing over 10 million a year. And then two of them are doing over 20 million a year. And then I have one client doing like 60, 65 million a year. So it's just, dude, it's just fucking crazy. Like kind of, you know, working on businesses of that size. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. T- t- tell me uh, uh, s- some more details about, you know, exactly what, what you offer, you know, like what your service is. Yeah. So, I mean, I, so like I was saying before, I used to offer everything and now it's literally just paid ads. Um, so typically what that looks like, if, you know, if a client has like an e-commerce company, they sell shit online or if they sell it on Shopify, um, you know, I'll take a look from the ground up. I'll, you know, install all the tracking pixels. So I'll basically like optimize their website for free, make sure, you know, the ads are delivered, like, you know, everything is, you know, smooth operating, um, you know, make sure all the analytics are, you know, correctly, you know, correctly set up and things like that. But basically all I do is outside of the, the basic website setups, um, I'll just literally run long form. So it's called direct response. Copywriting is like kind of my style. So, um, you know, it's more longer form, right? Because a lot of the ads you see, they're like, oh yeah, but you know, 10% off go by now. It's like, okay, who gives a fuck? Like you literally have to, you know, kind of have a formula. So basically what I do is like, I'll run ads, excuse me, on, uh, Facebook and Instagram, uh, YouTube and Google. So with, you know, specifically with Facebook and Instagram ads, um, you know, the formula for like what, so basically like what I do is ads and copywriting, right? So the formula might be like a very strong hook as like the headline. And then from there, it's like revealing a pain point or like kind of kicking somebody in the bruised knee and like getting them in an agitated state. Um, and then from there, it's like, you know, so you have the, the strong hook, you have the, um, you know, the pain point, and then you have the solution to the problem that you just, that you just kind of touched on. Right. So like, I'll pretty much typically all I do is like, I'll take a client's product, figure out, you know, how it can help people and then storytell on like how these products can help people. And that's, that's literally it. It's just, you know, very long form. It's, it's long form copy Facebook and Instagram ads to, uh, you know, kind of reveal a pain point and offer the product being the solution to that pain point. So, I mean, it gets, it gets a little more, I mean, that's kind of a 30,000 foot overview, but it's essentially just me transferring my, you know, persuasion skills into a product and, and kind of telling the story for the potential customers. hundred percent. Yeah. Do these, do these companies seem like they really need your service or, you know, like when you're going into these companies, does it seem like, I mean, I'm sure it varies a lot, but you know, is your service like extremely necessary? Like are companies way far off and like you really help them? Yeah. Yeah. So I would say, 
yeah, I would say yes and no. So, I mean, there's a lot of companies, dude, where, like, they're making a couple million a year. They're just like, we don't fucking need any help. We got it. But, um, you know, they might run ads, right? Like I was saying before, they might get, like, a 1.5x return on investment. And, they're, you know, they might come to me and be like, okay, can you optimize this further? But, dude, there's no you know, there's no pain point for me to be like, oh yeah, you need my services to take your businesses to the next level. They'll just look at me and laugh and be like, dude, fuck you. Like, what are you talking about? So, um, with that said though, there are businesses that do need help, right? They do need ads. They do, you know, need to take their business to the next level. And that's literally just the biggest difference between them making, you know, 5,000 a month or, you know, 150,000 a month is literally just getting their product. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause some of these business owners are incredible. I mean, they're very nice people that the product or service is great. So I work with a lot of uh, chiropractors, like medical spas, um, I worked with a couple of gyms as well, but I mean, dude, it's literally, they have an amazing product or service. They just need to get it in front of more people. Right. And, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of a, you know, weird scenario of like somebody comes to me and my prices are a little more premium, um, and expensive and they don't really have the budget for it. So like, if I, if I, if I just see like a spark in their eye, like, I mean, this sounds so corny, bro, but, but if, if I see they have that X factor and they're just hungry as shit and they're a pleasure to work with, I'll do their stuff for very cheap. Um, with the expectation of like, okay, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to run your stuff cheap for three months, but at the end of 90 days, like it, it obviously it's going to get more expensive once I'm making you a lot of money. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure if that answered your question. Sorry. I just went on a little bit of a rant, but yeah, I mean, basically, yeah, a lot of companies do need it. And a lot of companies, you know, I think every company would benefit from it, but a lot need it. A lot of them don't. And the, I mean, the ones that don't, they're kind of doing it already, but they want to look to optimize it further. Yeah. You know what I'm get what I'm really getting from you is that you have this very strong taste and kind of where you need to leverage more of your skill set, kind of where you need to back down and kind of, you know, some moments where you need to let the company give it some time and see where it goes. Like, how did you d- develop that taste? Because it seems like, you know, you just gave me an example of, all right, 90 days, I'll pay you for cheap, but I know that I'm going to get way more in the long run. You know, is that a developed taste? Is that something through experience? Like, how did you learn that? Yeah. So, I mean, that's probably a mixture between, uh, obviously just like self-education, just learning a ton from books, uh, courses, seminars, uh, you know, whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I think that's just more of like a instinct kind of thing. I'm not sure if I was like entirely born with that kind of instinct, but, you know, just like learning all this shit all the time, like you start to see patterns and connections, um, you know, of, of the, of that, you know, kind of that X factor, if that makes sense. So, yeah, I think it's just, I think it's just an accumulation of knowledge and time. I don't think it's anything too special to be honest. Yeah. So what's one thing that you wish you have known when you began your career? Cause it almost seems like you got kind of got it dialed down, but are there, you know, what are some things that you, you know, want to grow in or grow upon? Um, yeah, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I think, you know, if I can kind of rewind time, like look at myself and be like, I would say one thing is like, don't stress out, like just do your best every single day. I mean, that sounds so corny and fucking cliche, but it's totally true. Like if I could just go back and be like, dude, just keep your head down and grind, like you'll figure it out. You know what I mean? But like, I think, dude, I think there's just a natural tendency for people like is like when you start out is like. I don't know. You could like, it's dude, it's just so easy to be like, Oh, like I'm not good enough. Like I'm trying to like, you know, what makes, what gives me the right to be able to command these types of, uh, you know, fees and shit. But like, I don't know. I think, you know, like if I could go back, like, like summarize it into one thing, I would just be like, dude, just keep your head down focus. And you know, you deserve, you deserve the world, but you have to be able to show up to the party and deliver value. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot of what there's there's a lot of noise and a lot of you know reasons for people to step out and 
get frustrated and stress out and just step away. And you even kind of touched on it, how you almost left. What, what, why did you almost leave? What was, what was the reason for that one? Yeah, dude, I think it was just, I was probably in like a pissy mood one day. Like that's pretty much, it was probably like a rainy day. I was pretty much, I, dude, I probably got some like annoying ass emails. And I'm like, I probably just told myself like, fuck this. But um, yeah, I mean, it was probably, it was probably like a short lived little like week or two, but I don't think it was like a serious, like, oh wow, should I actually like quit this and like never do this again? I think it was just more of like a temporary mood type of thing. Yeah. But I mean, the, dude, the temptation is there. Cause I mean, dude, there's, there's some clients where like you'll deliver the world for them, dude. Like there was this one client, I forgot what the fuck happened. He probably paid me like four grand. I mean, this dude like a hundred and like, like 90 K or some shit. And he was like, Oh, I was really trying to hit like two forty. I'm like, bro, wh- bro, what the fuck? Like, dude, before me, you were doing nothing. And now your business is going ape shit. Like, dude, like, I, I like what? Like, I don't know. There was like, there was one day I was just like so pissed off about like the, the snobbiness of like, one, like one dude, but it's all good though. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, so what advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career similar to you? Um, similar to mine. Um, yeah, I would say like your sole focus has to be like figuring out like your, your worth the damn factor. Do you know what I mean? Like, dude, there's so many people that like, like I was saying before, like they'll see this shit. They'll be like, Oh, this is so sexy. He can charge all these, you know, all this money and doesn't have to work that hard if he doesn't feel like, um, I mean, because to be honest, dude, I can run ad campaigns and like, dude, there's some people obviously I get better results for than others um, just based on like what the business is. So for instance, like if I'm working with like a commodity business, like clothing, um, dude, it's so fucking hard dealing with like clothing, I mean, clothing lines, because it's like, you know, it's a, it, you're not really solving a pain point, dude. Everybody in a developed country has clothing um, and it's just so heavily, there's just so much competition. Um you know, it's just, you know, it's, you'd be lucky if you get like a two X row as, or like a three X return on ad spend or whatever. But like, for instance, if I work with like a, like a chiropractor in like a local market, we completely crush it. We destroy everybody who's not using ads. So, um, it depends on like the industry, but basically like moral of the story is like, you just have to focus on literally getting better every single day and seeing how you can provide value and like where you can fill in the gaps in these markets. Because dude, the biggest thing I figured out is like, you're going to make your the most money on like where the market inefficiency is. Right. So like a lot of these, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of these businesses do none of them do ads. And, and like, even if they do do ads, they're fucking tacky and gross looking. So it's like, you know, if you're not really making sophisticated ads and uh, you know, providing value to your clients and those clients, potential customers, it's like, dude, nobody cares. So I'm going to say like, if you had, a, if you want to go into an ad agency kind of space of like what I'm doing, it's like literally just focus on being the, like just learning everything you can about psychology and persuasion um, and providing value in an ethical way. Right. Cause I mean, dude, it's so easy. Like if you learn persuasion, dude, it's so easy to just be a slime ball and like try to like cheat people out of their money. But it's like, my biggest advice is like, if you don't think you can genuinely help somebody based on your current skills um, and your knowledge, it's like, do not sell these people anything. Right. And if you want to learn, okay, then it's like, okay, you need to go work for somebody for, for free. Who's already doing it. And, and, and kind of, you know, reverse engineer how, how you can actually help people. Yeah. I mean, it seems like you, you know, as you're talking, you said that you're kind of leaning towards more chiropractors and people who might not need marketing and advertisement, but it's an untapped market. How did you come across those people? Like, how did you find that market that needed your service? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Yeah. So, I mean, in the beginning, a lot of it was, uh, you know, kind of fire from the hip. So I would just send emails to a bunch of different um, industries 
and excuse me, a lot of people, um, you know, around my local market, right? So like my, my, I'm the biggest fan of uh, companies that have high ticket products. So for instance, like, you know, construction companies that do pools, right? So if they're, you know, if they, for instance, if they charge, um, you know, 30 to $50,000 for an in-ground pool in like an upper scale area, dude, if I, if they, if they're paying me 4k a month plus ad spend and I bring them three clients, I just made them $150,000. Like the, dude, the math is just so sexy. So like my biggest thing is like, dude, I used to work with these like rinky ding clients, but kind of the thing, <laughs> kind of the thing. I, and that's like, no offense to anybody. It's just like how the math works for like an agency. But um, you know, I started to figure out real quick. It's like, okay, I need to go after, I need a whale hunt and figure, you know, go after companies that, you know, obviously have an incredibly high margin. So, so it makes sense for them to pay me every single month, you know, cause I, dude, I worked with like my, my dad and my uncle actually owned a uh, construction company. So I was like, I was always like kind of familiar with that space anyway. Um, but you know, if I can bring like a, a construction company, a lead to do a, you know, a new kitchen and bathroom for 60 grand, you know, it's like, dude, it, the math is just perfect. You know what I mean? Because like they have enough margin to be able to pay me my 4,000 or 2,000 or 8,000 or whatever the hell I'm charging plus ad spend. Um, and if I bring them two projects, dude, they're going to pay me forever. Yeah. hundred percent. That's, that's, Where, that's, that's, that's like very easy too. It's like, you know, <laughs> but then, but then you kind of run into the issue of like, okay, at what point does your systems and process break because you have too much volume and now you don't have enough people to actually work these leads. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother issue, but that's a good problem. Right. That's a good problem to have is like, you know, having enough business to, you know, hire people if you need to. Yeah. Um, where are you flighting these assets? Mostly like these advertisements, advertisements, is it mostly on Facebook, Instagram, you know, yeah. So my, my bread and butter is uh, Facebook and Instagram ads just because they're a little more customizable, but, um, I definitely do experiment with like Google ads, but the thing, the thing with like Google ads, like they were probably a good idea in 2003 because like for like a common marketing phrase is CPM. So cost per thousand eyeballs. So, yep. you know, Google, Google ads came out like 2003, 2004, whatever. Um, so, you know, you could, you could rank, you know, you could, you could bid on a keyword for, you know, two cents to, you know, 40 cents a click, like whatever. Um, you know, those same keywords are going to be $15 a click now. So it's, it's just so pricey for what it is. I think, you know, for instance, if a client gave me an ad budget, um, you know, let's just for sake of math, let's say a hundred bucks. Right. And typically I'll do, you know, they're going to, they're going to be spending way more than that. But, you know, for sake of numbers, like out of that hundred bucks, I would spend 90% of that on Facebook and Instagram ads. And then the other 10% would go towards uh, Google search ads, Google search ads and Google display ads. Um, in the thing, the reason being is like uh, Facebook and Instagram, those CPMs are anywhere from like three to eight dollars, right? And then I kind of completely stay away from LinkedIn. So the, the CPM, so cost per thousand impressions on LinkedIn is anywhere from like $55 to like $95, right? But the thing with LinkedIn, kind of the, the positive side of it is like you, you can get hyper targeted. So you can, you know, show your product to CFOs making two million a year. So it, it, it's cool, but you know, you kind of have to pick and choose what, you know, what ad platform you're going to use per client. And then yeah, TikTok, 100%. like TikTok is a huge one. I actually got recently kind of on the TikTok ad platform. Um, that's a, another huge one because it's so, you know, they have 800 monthly, 800 million monthly users. And it's incredibly, you know, not that, uh, that competitive yet. So it's, a, I think it's a great opportunity. Yeah, that, that, that's what brings me to the next point um, is like, is, are you noticing a shift towards different type of ads? Like, have you changed your ads or, you know, like, have you adapted to what the market's saying? Like what, where are the next, next shifts happening? Yeah. So dude, I'm, I'm agnostic 
to to marketing like i don't care if i have to go outside with a billboard and hold it up like in freezing cold weather to make it work dude i'm just gonna literally do what works um so like with that being said right that's kind of why i made the move to like tiktok ads i mean i still obviously do all i do like all, pretty much every single ad platform you could think of but um you know you kind of have to adapt right so like basically i was i, was, I, I strictly started with facebook and instagram ads and i went over to youtube and google to be able to supplement that 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 service um and now i'm doing tiktok ads so the thing the thing with Facebook and Instagram ads, right? So Apple just rolled out their iOS 14 update, basically moving forward, Apple is going to be able to, you know, give the users the option to be able to opt out of tracking services. So for me, so for me, that's a fucking nightmare because that's how I make my living. Right. But the thing is, you know, I mean, Facebook is, I mean, Facebook is so, uh, what's the word they're so resourceful now or they, there's going to be a workaround with that they'll probably sign like an app id to each single download so then they can track you that way just be able to like show you these ads right so like for instance like for an ad client i'll create like a lookalike uh, uh, a custom audience which is like everybody who's visited their website in the past 180 days or follows them and, and uh engages with them on instagram so that might be one audience but i can't pull that data if apple doesn't let you know let facebook track you so it's pretty much like okay, now what? Like, you know what I mean? So it's, I'm curious to see how that's going to play out. Like, I'm not too worried to be honest because they did the same thing with Safari a couple of years ago and there was no issues with that. So, um, so they're making it harder to retarget your, you know, the audience. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're just such a fan. I mean, I think it's more of like a pissing contest between like Apple, Google and Facebook. They're all like, no, fuck you. I'm the coolest company ever. Yeah. So it's, I think it's just like, they're kind of like, shoot, you know, shooting shots at each other, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely it's definitely gonna you know the, like we're gonna have to be able to to mix it up and uh, you know innovate. Hundred percent. So, what are uh, what are some of Paul's goals of twenty twenty one? You know, you seem like a very ambitious person. I'm curious to see, you know, what you got going on this year and what you got you know planned out. Yeah, so I mean, my uh, one of my goals this year. Um, I mean, dude, a lot of them aren't even like income related. Like, I, that's really not. I mean, dude, there's always like a like I don't I don't want to sound cocky, but like, dude, there's always another level. This shit is like, you know, I make a, a you know relatively good income right now, but it's like there's just so many more levels to it. So I don't think I don't think my goals are ever going to be like income related. Like, yeah, it's cool, but like I don't. I don't know. Like in my mind, I feel like I have an income goal, but like, I never really like express that hourly um, just because I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's like necessary. I think like if you just improve every day, you're going to keep growing your income regardless. But um, kind of like all my, my health, my, or my uh, 2021 goals are all health related. So just met it. Like it's all, it's all basic shit too, but like it has such a huge effect on my life. Like just drinking a lot of water every day, meditating every single day, you know, gym three to five times per week, just staying healthy, uh, you know, going for like walks regularly. I, I find my, like, I have my best ideas when I go for like regular walks. Um, yeah, just like eating healthy. Simple things, yeah. you know, simple things are overlooked for sure. Yeah. And I kind of want to get another goal of mine too, with the uh, health stuff. Um, you know, just oh, like, you know, kind of experiment more with uh, like plant-based whole foods instead of, you know, always eating meat all the time and just, you know, doing more natural shit like that. I think it's just one of my yep. biggest goals is just being, I mean, cause dude, like the thing is like, dude, imagine you're like a billionaire, right? You're on an island. You have every girl you can think of, like all these boats and cars and yachts and all this shit, but like you have a sore throat. Like imagine that scenario, like dude, all you care about at that point is getting rid of your sore throat. You don't give a fuck about like how hot the chick is next to you. Like you do, you just don't even care. So like 
dude, I, I kind of realized that super early and I'm kind of grateful. Like I, I put health, like health is absolutely my number one priority. Like, dude, if a client wants to like meet with me and be like, Oh yeah, like let's discuss, you know, like let's have a sales meeting or whatever. Um, and they're about to pay me like four grand, dude. I'll just literally be like, nah, I'm going to go to the gym. When I told myself I'm going to go to the gym, like, dude, there's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like, I just don't care. Um, yeah. So you, I'll tell them, yeah, like, you got to yeah. have those not, you got to have those non negotiables yeah. for sure. So that's pretty much, yeah, dude, just like health, you know, number one priority always. And then, um, you know, income and just, you know, staying close to my family is just pretty basic shit. Nothing crazy. Yeah. Health is wealth, man. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it, dude. If you guys enjoyed the podcast, follow us on Instagram at Inside the Feed Podcast and let us know what you liked and what you want to see from us. Once again, thank you.